0: You're listening to TCRG to CEO Radio with your host, Courtney J. TCRG. Hello and welcome to episode number 13 of TCRG to CEO Radio. I'm your host, Courtney J., director of SRL Irish Dance and the creator of this podcast. Today's episode is going to be a quick one, but it's an All-Ireland preview. The CLRG All-Irelands are starting next week, and I wanted to make sure that everyone knew what to look for, how to follow all the action, and my thoughts going into the event. Majors are always so fun to follow, so I want us to all follow along together. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at CourtneyJ underscore TCRG. That's where I hang out the most. Or you can join us in our TCRG to CEO Radio listeners Facebook group by going to facebook.com slash groups slash TCRG to CEO. At this time of recording, the podcast has hit over 1,100 listens, which is so crazy to me. So thank you so much for your continued listening and being part of this awesome community. To celebrate, I want to do some sort of giveaway, and I'm going to do this through my email list. So what you need to do to get in on the giveaway is go to www.courtneyjtcrg.com slash podcast, And there is a email subscription box in there so that you can subscribe to show updates. But this is also how I'm going to include you guys in the giveaway. So make sure you join the list. I'm going to make sure it's something awesome because I want to celebrate big. So go ahead and do that so that you're ready to go when the giveaway launches. So without further ado, let's get into the details on the All-Irelands. So the competition will be taking place from Sunday, February 17th through Saturday, February 23rd at the INEC in Killarney, as well as one of the hotels located right in the heart of Killarney. So this is a change. Usually the event runs only out of the INEC when it's in Killarney, but because the event has returned to its great splendor and big entries, they've had to add an additional venue. So This is open to CLRG dancers from any nation. That's one of the big misconceptions about this event, or people aren't sure why there are dancers from England and the United States and Canada and Australia attending. It's because it's open to everyone. And in recent years, it's become a international qualifying event. And I'll explain what that means in just a second. The age groups for this event is under 10 through senior for solo dancing. So next year's world's dancers and up. And you do have to be actually under 10. You can't be like five dancing under 10. You have to be, they call it nine under 10. So they've grouped everything up so that it runs from youngest to oldest, generally speaking. Every once in a while, we'll get a switch. So if you want to follow along with the schedule, you can go to the CLRG website and then hit Championships, All-Irelands, and you can get the full schedule there. And that way you'll know if the age group that you're looking for is running out of the I.N.E.C. or the Great Southern Hotel and what day it's on and all of that good stuff. So Killarney is a super picturesque location. It's located in County Kerry. So in the southwestern part of Ireland and a lot of people just love going to Killarney. There's so much to do whether you stay right in town. There's the mountains and the little town section of Killarney is super cute. Or you can go on an excursion to the Ring of Kerry, out to Dingle, down to Cork. There's just so many things within a quick little trip away. So a lot of dancers really love going to Killarney. Now, the all Islands has seen many changes over the years. And we'll talk about the changes that it's undergone and the structure for this year. The All-Irelands actually predates the Worlds. It's an older competition than even our World Championship, so it's been around for quite some time. And it used to attract so many dancers in the lead-up to Worlds, and the entries were always really high, and it was always an exciting competition to watch in the lead-up to Worlds, seeing where everyone stacked up and people trying to challenge for those top spots. So the All-Irelands for quite some time was held in February, And then there was an issue with Irish dancers qualifying to the Worlds but feeling like they didn't have enough time to prepare because the All-Irelands was typically about six to eight weeks ahead of the Worlds. So they changed it to October and when they moved it to October, the entries were not as high. Maybe that's because it was contending with the Great Britons the week before or people were preparing for their regional Oireachtas and couldn't make the trip. I know uh, there was also an issue with conflicting with the Ulsters. They ended up moving the Ulsters to accommodate the All-Irelands. And I think they were hoping that it would resolve itself and the entries would pick up for a while. But it didn't end up happening. Another change that was introduced uh, for some time and then they've since retracted it is they added traditional set dances as one of the rounds. I know when I competed at the October All-Irelands in 2013, the traditional set round was actually in place of our heavy round. So instead of doing heavy round, soft shoe round, set round, we did traditional set, soft shoe, set round. And I was super interested to see if the results would change with the introduction of the traditional sets, as I think we all can agree that you can't really hide in a traditional set round. I mean, it's all basics and you have to be able to hit your trebles and rhythm and timing are... Obviously crucial as in any heavy round, but some of those older, more traditional rhythms could trip up someone that maybe is hiding behind fancy toe work or lots of turns or lots of leaps. And to my surprise, the results really weren't too different than a typical year. So that was something that was played around with for a while. Eventually they tried to do heavy round, soft shoe round, traditional set round, and then a recall set round. And ultimately, this year they've gone back not only to the February slot, but also just a normal hard shoe round, soft shoe round, recall round as a set. One of my favorite additions to the All-Irelands, and I think a lot of other dancers find this as well, in addition to the three main rounds, it's also possible to recall in a specific round. So you might see people on social media posting that they got a heavy recall or a soft shoe recall, and you might be asking yourself what that means if you've never gone to the event before. So the championship has its normal panel of judges, but there's also an extra judge whose purpose is only to pick out the top 50% in each round. So similar to medal rounds at a FESH where one judge is selected to give their scores as the medal round. One adjudicator separate from the championship panel goes through and scores and the top 50% of just that judge's scores will get recalled in the heavy round and then independently the soft shoe round to dance again. So the way the recall round for heavy and soft shoe recalls at the All-Irelands works is you're able to do one step, 16 bars that must be right and left. And you dance for just that one adjudicator again, and then they award medals in first through however many dancers order for just that round. So it's a nice way if you're new to international competitions where you might not make that 50 dancer max recall for the championship, It might be a nice confidence boost to recall in one of the rounds, or maybe you recall in both rounds, and it's just a nice way to get recognized, even if you're not quite at the point where you'd make that overall recall. So with that said, you might end up dancing a maximum of five times on your competition day, as you'll dance your heavy round and soft shoe round as normal, but then you might find out that you've recalled in the heavy round, You might have recalled in your soft shoe round. And then you might find out that you've recalled for your championship set as well. So there's lots of medal opportunities, which makes it really fun. And I find that the step down the line recalls kind of pass the time between waiting for the championship result too, where you'd normally just be sitting around very nervous. So it kind of keeps things moving, keeps things exciting for the dancers. And like I said, there is that confidence boost if you're able to recall in the rounds. So we have a panel of esteemed adjudicators that I've linked in the show notes of this episode. But just so you kind of know what to look for, there might be some schools that are associated that you won't be seeing. So if you're trying to follow a particular dancer, Um, Just be aware that their teacher or one of their associates might be judging and you won't see them. Some of the most notable conflicts in here are the Marie Connell School in England. Um, Nadine Martin taught with her before she started her own school, so you won't be seeing the likes of Hannah Hunt and all of Marie's dancers. Another one is Mulhern in Mid-America. Their teachers are judging and you won't be seeing them. There's the Nolan School in Limerick and they are notable recently because of their association with kira sexton and as many people know kira does lots of workshops in the u.s and canada also big u.s school that will be conflicted out is the brosler school so you won't be seeing simone Loison. you won't be seeing any of kevin's dancers appearing in the results because kevin is sitting down to judge and also we have the o'hare school in mid-america that's out as well as any of the judges that you'll see listed in the show notes, some of the smaller schools, or some of their associates. Other notes on the format, the syllabus does follow the world's dances. So the dances that you would have just competed at your Araktas will carry through to this All-Irelands, and then it also carries through to the world. So dancers historically at the All-Irelands did switch dances, but now they've carried it through so that it makes it a little bit easier on dancers who are preparing for the Worlds as well as dancers that have just come off their Oraktas and maybe want one more time out with those or maybe are hoping to qualify. So it makes it attractive to World Qualifiers as a pre-Worlds run. They can kind of gauge where they're sitting in their age group and it's always very competitive. And for someone who's almost or a hopeful World Qualifier, this is an opportunity to qualify For the under-10s, the recall set is the Cork version of St. Patrick's Day only. Their two rounds are as normal, and then they would recall just with the Cork version of St. Patrick's Day. So I thought this was an interesting decision. Um, Typically, our under-10s at this point in the year would be working on getting their contemporary set ready to compete, but perhaps because it's so early in the year, they've had them continue with a traditional set. And I think to level the playing field, they've... Set which version of St. Patrick's Day they'd like danced. Now I mentioned this was an international qualifying event for the 2019 World Championships. So let's talk about what that means. In their syllabus, it says that the number of World Championship qualifiers at Arctas Rink in Aheron in 2019 to qualify for Arctas Rink in Corona 2019 will be set at 70% of those recalled in any championship. In the event of no recall being required, 70% of dancers who complete all three rounds will qualify. There will be no additional qualifiers at Arakta's Rincona Aheron 2019 to replace world medal holders from Arakta's Rincona 2018. So, in layman's terms, what this all means is, of the 50 dancers who recall in, let's just t- say, take the girls' championships... of those 50 recallers will qualify for the world championships. Now, shamefully, I just had to do that with a calculator, but that's essentially your top 35 dancers in girls' age groups will qualify for the world championships. The specification about if there is no recall, that's really talking about perhaps some of the boys' competitions where there might not be enough to hit the recall. Anyone who completes all three rounds, as in you can't withdraw, you can't have any sort of mishap that would take you out of getting scored in any round, 70% of those dancers will qualify for the Worlds. The last part about no additional qualifiers just simply means that they will not be skipping over World Medal holders when they calculate the qualifiers. So this makes it very easy to follow only because it really is your top 35 that will qualify for the Worlds. You don't have to see who's a world medal holder and skip them over. You don't have to figure out who's from a different country because this is an international qualifying event. So that means if you're from Australia and you appear in the top 35, you will qualify for the Worlds. Now, the only thing to keep in mind is that most people that would end up in the top 35 spots at the All-Irelands have probably already qualified for the world either at their regional qualifier or at their secondary qualifying event. So their NAIDC, their Great Britain's, whatever the qualifier is in your area. So there's always the chance that someone maybe didn't have a great day at their regionals but has an outstanding day at the All-Irelands. Or there are a lot of regions in Ireland where the region itself is very small And the number of qualifying spots is also very small, but maybe their top 10 is you know, in the top 20 at the world. So there aren't enough qualifying spots at the regional event for all the dancers who would qualify. And those dancers may conceivably end up in the top 35 at the All-Irelands. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, If you look at the Ulster region, for example, their region as a whole is very small, has very limited qualifying spots, but their caliber of dancing is just one of the highest in the world. And those dancers do often need to seek additional qualifying opportunities at the Irish Nationals or here at the All-Irelands. So what's the best way to follow all this action from home? I would say Instagram. Lots of Instagram accounts will have different photos from the All-Irelands if you're trying to keep on top of any new dresses or new costumes that you want to see. A lot of accounts will also screenshot the results list and share it to their profiles and that's probably the best way to stay up to the minute as we can from home. Otherwise, you can follow the results. Typically, they go up on FeshResults.com and occasionally CLRG will update their website on the daily with the results as well. But if you want to get all of the action uh, as far as costumes and different looks and sometimes even different Instagram accounts will post news like if someone has withdrawn with an injury or if someone is kind of, taking over a story with different results and different happenings, uh, you'll wanna follow that on Instagram. I don't know of any Facebook pages that will have results and I don't recommend using the message boards as your source of news. So that's all for this All-Irelands preview. We'll see if we can get you guys some updates from someone who attended the event live in person after the event concludes, and I hope you guys follow along and enjoy following along. So that's it for this week's episode of TCRG to CEO Radio. Go ahead and get on the email list so you're ready for the giveaway, and we'll see you next week.